Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. While Harshneg is attacking Nimrith, he yells, Flee! Your fate lies elsewhere! A strange vehicle hangs in the sky overhead, slowly drifting closer. We come to you on behalf of Cluth, the great dragon of the north. Cluth offers you this vessel and our services as a gift. Where can we take you? We'll be passing by Mithril Hall. I've told Valum about my fears of the state of Fangstone. And I say, I need you to go there, rally anyone you can find, so that when I return, we can go kill Stone Giants. Build me an army. I think on the dreams, and I think on this patron, and I just hold my hand out. He says, that is an amulet of Osmodeus. I pull out a glass container. The finger of fate. With a finger okay. mounted inside of it. Oh, oh, oh! Okay, get a good deal for that finger. I gave him the finger. Heroes not included. Season two. Anything that uh, you are looking for there, Calic? Yeah. Other than just more wine? <laughs> Maybe a never-ending wine skin? skin? You could look for an um, alchemist jug. I was going to play with it. <laughs> it produces mayonnaise. That, that is awesome. Uh, so I will obviously keep a lookout for that okay. <laughs> as I'm strolling around. But I uh, want to go to uh, weapons area. Yeah, there, there are weapons. Um, All kinds. Use weapons? Yeah, he can use can. Uh, any monk weapon. And there's some cool-ass monk weapons. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, I've been doing a lot of meditating lately, and a thing that keeps coming to mind is a two oh, clubs yeah, with yeah, chains yeah. in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> two rods. Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the chain connected. A rod of connected to another <laughs> rod in this. Yeah, there's several kinds. The small with the rods is a, is a nunchuck. Yeah. I want it longer. Where it's you want the long? Oh, that thing right? where it's like three rods. There's like there's like three segmented rods. You no, there's one that just is two. A club <laughs> that is two lengths of wood connected by a short chain. And it is a nun. nun? That's a nunchaku. A nunchaku. <laughs> um, but I believe it's time. You don't find one made, but you do find a, a few dwarves who, after you describe what you're looking for, tell you that the. They have a couple uh, iron rods that they would be more than happy to string a chain between. I love this the scene of, of Cali going, the doors <laughs> Yeah, and then the other one comes <laughs> and goes, no, 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 this chain, no, we use this way to know, this, you know, should be hollow. And this is going to be so good at killing! <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can tell that, uh, you can tell 
there are a few dwarves who are rather uh, excited about the idea because they've never heard of anything remotely like it. Yeah, well, that was phase <laughs> two, like which was I was going to go grab two clubs and a chain and go build this. <laughs> well, yeah, except now you're ta- you're talking to dwarves, yeah. so <laughs> they're like weapons nerds. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, it's a great place geeking for out it. over it. Yeah, it's fairly easy to convince them that uh, you know this is something that lovely could be done. That's what that's what I'd like to do. Okay, one of them, you know, and they list. You know, a variety of things that you can have done to it. You know, engravings and initials and. Where would the where would be a list of things, or do you just want to drop it out to me? Um, the other way we can do it is just like a, I can it comes down to really how much you want to spend. Right. I have about. I mean, in other words, you can make this as know, fancy yeah. and gem laden <laughs> as you want, or as simple and straightforward. Definitely simple and straightforward is important <laughs> to Calic. Yeah. Um, I got about 250 gold. 250 gold. You could probably convince them to, you know, inscribe a, a room for accuracy or a room for damage on there. I, I request a, a, a rune of, of damage. This is, ah, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> All right, well, uh, why don't you get yourself something to eat and it should be ready this afternoon. Thank you, and walk away. Yeah, he closes up shop and literally <laughs> is headed off to the forge. Yeah. He's quite excited by this idea. Uh, putting a chain between two clubs. <laughs> and he's talking to a friend of his, and you can hear that they're talking about, you know, man, we could do that with axes, and we could do that. Dude, with- it's a club where the handle is another club. <laughs> <laughs> because they were so pleased with the brand new idea that you brought them and everything, they, they only charged you 150 gold. Okay. And it is now one of them, whatever. It's the Nunchaku. Yeah. And it is uh, a plus one. Okay. Cool. Is there anything else you want to pick up? Uh, yeah, I'm going to purchase some darts as well. Darts are uh, five copper a piece. I'm going to buy 20 darts. Okay. Anything else you might need before you go and try and destroy a fire giant? Yes, uh, I go buy. I want to go buy two potions of healing. Okay, two potions of healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fifty gold each. Okay, I'm all set. I'm assuming that you guys had kind of made plans to hey, let's meet at this pub or whatever. Oh, I'm sure we did. Or worst comes to doors, we just meet back at the ship in 24 hours. Yeah, we have a solid shore leave. All right. Well, 24 hours pass. Um, during the evening. If I try to strike up a conversation with a dwarf and just say, tell me everything you know about fire giants, hmm. is it worth my time? Feels like it'd be worth my time. If anybody's going to know. Dwarves do not like fire giants. Yeah. And fire giants uh, love owning dwarves. Yep. Yeah, we can say that you had that conversation, and um, that will lower the difficulty of any knowledge test you might have regarding fire giants. Okay. I'll just give you a brief summary as kind of a refresher, and then um, whenever you need to make a roll. A lot of it was complaining. Yeah. And um, everyone's like, my cousin was stolen by one. Uh, But uh, fire giant fortresses are built around and inside volcanoes or or near magma-filled caverns. Um, Their home, their, their places are known to be incredibly hot because of all the fire. They have a large legacy of war and known for being fighters. I ask if, like... And expert fighters at that. Like, hot in terms of just really uncomfortable, or hot in terms of you better come <laughs> with special salve that keeps you from... Uh, really uncomfortable. Okay. 
not only are they martial experts, but you're also told about how they are organized in a feudal fashion, so that they are lords, and uh, the people who serve them are their serfs, mm-hmm. which uh, to Eobard seems perfectly reasonable. Why else would it be any other way? And begrudgingly, the dwarf admits that they are quite skilled in the making of weapons of war and mass destruction. All in all, they are uh, particularly nasty individuals who, even though they are not one of the taller of the giant folk. They got that little man syndrome? A little bit. Little little giant syndrome? They're, They're just a little taller than hill giants. So all the other giants are taller than them. But what they lack in height, they make up for in martial ability. Some of the most successful giant campaigns against dragons were led by fire giants. Like I said, you'll have a a lower DC on any knowledge checks involving them. Yeah, so you uh, meet up Delphine and you board uh, the airship. And uh, the airship takes off in a north by northeast direction. And I just say we want to go to the Ice Spires. She seems to know what that means. Yeah, and uh, travel so it takes about a week. But eventually, you you come within sight of what can only be the Ice Spires. It, it is a mountain range that literally looks like a jagged series of spires ah. covered in snow and ice. I get how they named it. <laughs> and What's uh, a spire? Once, once they're visible, Delsatine says... Is there a specific place that you are looking for here? Say, do you see any villages? Perhaps? Village? Uh, On the mountainside? Yeah. Perhaps a lot of people tending yaks. The oracle did say a thing about yaks. She says, very well. And so, uh, about another day passes. Until finally, after the sun has set, she comes to you and she says, you should see this, and calls you guys up to the top deck. Mm-hmm. And there, on the side of one of these mountains, looks like on a ledge, is uh, the fires of a village. She says, this is the only village we have seen. It'll be more visible in the day if you would like to come in for a closer look. If it's the only village. I mean, this has got to be the one... I mean, I guess my only concern is, like, what exactly is our plan here? So, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> well, you guys have uh, an evening to talk about it. Yep. I guess that's my main concern, because I... She says, we'll know more in the morning. What do, what does, um, what does Aspen know about fire giants? Yeah, you can roll. Yeah, I'll tell you everything I heard. It's going to be hot in there. Uncomfortable. He doesn't know much. Okay. Um, but if Eobard tells him everything that Eobard knows, then I just really do not like the idea of walking into this. Do we even know if he's loyal to the king? What if he's part of the the coup that's happening? Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't show our hand on that too, too early. Well, can, you, can you just go in and steal it? You're all thieving. We'll distract uh, him with a show. I don't know how big this conch is. Yeah. This conch might be the size of a house. It's like a small VW bug. Yeah. <laughs> I can do many things, but I can only do so much. We could go in and, uh... Do we want to go in and ask questions? Do we want to pose as we're here for a different reason? What are we going to do with Jador? 
Oh yeah, he's just gonna want to kill everything. I mean, I convinced him to walk away from a dragon, so I'm I'm pretty con- I'm pretty capable in terms of keeping him from killing people, but Whoa. that lasts a limited amount of time. I have a feeling he's known, and his weapon is known. By now? Uh, no, I mean, just, just in general. I mean, yeah. I know this sword. Trador is here. <laughs> it's the... Oh, yeah, he's oh, with yeah, me. I go, Trador, how many fire giants have you killed? Mmm. One. Why did you kill him? Trador, giant killer. Did he come yeah. attack your village? Mmm. No. Mm. How many fire giants have you killed over your entire lifetime? Mmm. One. Okay. So make sure there wasn't a today. <laughs> this year, this season. <laughs> and then I go, are fire giants mean? Mm. Do they attack right away or do they try mm. to talk first? Fire giants. Good warriors. Fight hard. Yeah, this that's, is that's good. <laughs> Honorably? Mmm. Yes. Well, can we know the fire giants alignment? Yeah, I'll tell you. Lawful evil. Okay. So my guess is we'll go in. If we dance around their laws correctly, then we'll have a, a talk. If, if not, they'll be like, you know, we're just going to keep you slaves. Right. What, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> uh, not be a slave. Yeah. I feel the conch is quite large. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, trying to steal would require most of our work. And Jador is quite large as well and hard to, to hide. Uh, so perhaps we could approach it um, as we seek court with the duke. <laughs> we could go in and just saying, we want to we want to speak with a we seek audience back time because we want to know why giants are stomping up all all of these places and what we can do to stop it or what we can do to like can we pay them to stop doing it not in a in a standoffish kind of way but in a yeah that's what I was we, kind if of we pay them some sort of homage where they quit shitting on our fields right so we act like we don't even know Hecaton is missing and that we are approaching Duke Zalto in order to try and get an audience. With Hecaton? No, we're trying to get audience with Duke Salto. So right. that's like step one. Okay. We gotta figure out how to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Right? So right. that he doesn't just kill us right away. Mm-hmm. And okay. then when we're with Zalto, we have to come up with a clever way of discovering Zalto's intentions now that Hecaton is missing. <clears throat> yeah, we could just get try to get him talking about Hecaton and try to read his uh I think that is the plan that this this talk has been about, is to getting to the, we are going to try and judge intentions mm-hmm. with Duke Zalto. Mm-hmm. Right. In the morning, Delsifine calls you back up on the deck, and <clears throat> what you see in the morning is uh, a village uh, on a cliffside, and then you see this long staircase carved into the side of this rock face that goes all the way down to the base of the mountain. And at the base of the mountain, you see these uh, incredibly large, gleaming doors. Two of them. And they're shut. And Delsifine tells you, we can set you down either at the base of the mountain, or we can set you down at the uh, Yakfolk village. Let's go to Yakfolk village. It might be nice to see how they behave around here. I mean, they live here. Right. 
they might know like oh yeah they come out every two days and yeah right they <laughs> kill all this <laughs> <laughs> this is where we're told to leave our sacrifices yeah. so yeah. they don't come up and stomp our village yeah, yeah, yeah that, that. Would, that would tell us a lot right Right. We're their slaves. Yeah. We just live up here. Or, yeah. or we might hear something that lets us give a reason um, to change. It might give us a piece of information that we can use. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very well. She says, once we have deposited you in the village, our obligation is fulfilled. Oh, no ride home, huh? Hmm. Uh, maybe we can have them send a message to another place to send another sort of transportation. Maybe. Well, we are going to be traveling to the court, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it all works out. Yeah, once out. we find the conscious, now the reason we got... Actually, we don't even need to get it out, right? No, we just... Can we just go to it like... <laughs> Technically. Yeah. But we should try other avenues first. And we should try and figure out exactly what is going on so yeah. we have some sort of plan. But yes. So I don't think we need a ride back because we're supposed to teleport someplace magically if okay. we're successful. <laughs> that has been the theme. <laughs> if all goes well. Yeah. Okay. They uh, slowly begin maneuvering uh, the airship in to the village. And as you get closer to the village, it looks like a peaceful, idyllic hideaway perched atop uh, a mountain cliff with granite walls to keep the howling wind at bay. Um, you notice that it is uh, walled and enclosed that the steps that you saw at the bottom lead up to it. Mm-hmm. You can see a water wheel in the cleft of uh, the granite face, and it seems to be attached to a hut on one side. You see uh, several huts. You count four or five, six, seven huts, and then you see a bridge leading across the ravine that the water runs through to another four or five huts. Mm-hmm. You see a field in which there seems to be uh, some elves and some humans harvesting some wheat and some corn and things of that nature. Uh, and as you approach, you notice that um, the yak folk uh, are, in fact, yaks, bipedal yak-looking individuals. I did not see that coming. No. As opposed what? to folks who have yaks. <laughs> what? And they're, they've kind of gathered... I wish I, was, I wish I had the milk and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Dumping it out. Uh, and they're gathered in the center of the village in front of this very, very large hut. You see, they're starting to gather. Because um, strangers are walking into town? Well, more like kind of, you know, this airship is <laughs> oh, yeah. floating. Oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> and it looks as though they have weapons drawn, and they are looking very tentative t- tentatively mm-hmm. in, in this direction. And so uh, Delphine uh, lowers the rope ladder. You can see that where she's lowered the rope ladder, um, they've kind of made a, a circle. And you see coming down out of the big hut, flanked on either side by two more, um... The person you take to be uh, the chief, if only because they're uh, rather ornately dressed. All right, so uh, you guys climb down the rope. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, you guys begin climbing down the rope, and they've made a big enough circle that you don't feel like you're being pressed in or immediately threatened. You can tell the chief kind of wa- watches as you guys start climbing down the rope, and you know, come down to the ground. And uh, he looks around at the circle of all of these yak folk, and he kind of waves his hands like this, and they all kind of put their weapons away. 
And once you're all on the ground, the chief says, Welcome, travelers. In common? Yep. I must admit that I have never seen someone arrive to our little village in such a magnificent way. I am Chief Karthakaya. It is our pleasure to welcome you. You notice that all the yak folk kind of bow. They kind of make way for the chief to come down, and he comes down, and he says, Who do I have the honor of receiving as guests this fine day? Um, I also got a 19 on my insight. A 19 on on your insight? He, uh, you don't sense in any way that he is uh, not pleased to see you. That's kind of what I figured. I stroll up. (laughs) I announce that I am Eobard Thon, proud lord of the citadel of Fangstone Keep. Hmm. He kind of bows and he says, Lord Thon. And I said, these are my traveling companions. Okay. Calak the Moist. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone kind of looks at you for a second and he he bows and he says, Calak the Moist. And, uh... Aspen the short. (laughs) (laughs) And he turns and he says, Ah, Aspen. (laughs) He says, These are my wives. And he points to the two yak folk on either side. And frankly, to your eyes, you can't tell the difference (laughs) between them and anyone else. They all look the same. Very nice. Very nice indeed. High fives. <laughs> also, to clarify, we are not married. Mm-hmm. These are my wives. No, <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> he says, "This is Imburu, and this is Nahala. They are our priests. It is customary for us." to offer you the best of our hospitality. Would you join us for a welcoming meal? Absolutely. This is wonderful. And he turns and he starts walking up the steps. And uh, you see all the Yakpo kind of going, oh, you know, they're kind of clapping and they're smiling. And, um, make anyone else <laughs> Well, you got the same reception when you showed up at Jador's place. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it was immediately, oh, guess. Feed you. Okay. As per usual, I whisper over my shoulder to someone to go look around. Uh Tell me anything you see. Lucky, lucky. Lucky, lucky. Um, He. uh, I don't like surprises, Melvis. He brings you into the hut here, and I will describe it for you. Uh, It's a 60 foot diameter hut with a beaded curtain entrance. Uh, The interior is one large chamber dominated by a shallow 10-foot diameter circular pit um, around which are benches, and in the center of the pit is a large campfire. Toward uh, the back of the hut, you see piles of cushions and baskets laden with foodstuffs and painted clay vessels filled with uh, what you take to be water and wine. Um, between the fire pit and the south wall is an ornately encarved bronze gong and a wooden mallet that has a head padded with yak hide. The gong and the mallet hang from a wooden frame. We finally found cannibals and cannibal yak, like, yakables, <laughs> likable yak people. <laughs> <laughs> the ones you least expect. Mm-hmm. You see that there are uh, a couple uh, elves. 
and they immediately began um, setting out food. Elf and, servants. My yeah. first thought. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, this nice. is quality, man. Oh, God. Quality. They begin setting out. You, you uh, smell fresh bread. Mm-hmm. The bread is still waffing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see um, plates of cheese and jugs of warmed ale. And uh, you're each handed um, bowls of hot vegetable and barley soup. Very, very good. And uh, once everyone has started eating, the, the chief stands up and he has this long pipe. Um, I would just like to clarify yeah. that I have been having Simone, the Tressum, who has miraculously survived all things hell and high water, um, all of my food first. Okay. Yeah. Because she will let me know if something is poison, and it's clear that she is hungry. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's chowing down. <laughs> um. Yeah. The food's good. So if she just dies, then you'll be like, oh, I'm not eating that. Well, it's no. It's like because cats are finicky or whatever. For mm-hmm. s- for whatever reason, the Tresson has like a like a natural like poison sense. Can detect yeah. whether a substance is poisonous by taste, touch, or smell. <laughs> yeah. That's you. Yeah. Eat this. So, uh, no, yeah, particularly enjoys uh, the soup, likes the bread, but, you know, doesn't seem to be shying away from any of it. Good. Um, but breaks out this uh, long pipe, and uh, he looks at the four of you, and he says, This is our custom. It is the welcoming pipe. He says, Would you share it with me? Sure. And so uh, he leans over, and his wife takes out um, this ball of tobacco, puts it in the end, and uh, they light it up, and he puff, puff, puffs, this billowing cloud. And then uh, he passes it to you. I mimic yeah. the same thing. Okay. Um, I, upon smelling it, I do a nature roll. Just out of the... Nope. Smell the tobacco. I suck at not having intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it tastes, uh, it's a little, it tastes a little bit like, uh, it tastes like a, a strong Latakia blend. Mm, smoky. Okay, so you pass it to Eobard, and Eobard, take a puff? Yes. Yeah. yeah, smoky, um, pungent, but mm. smoky. And you as well? Yeah, it, I take it. Okay. And the chief brings it back, and he takes it. Do I feel a one. massive chill all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, uh, there is a... A tiny euphoric effect. It's not like you're getting stoned in any way, but there's a little nicotine. Yeah, it's just like a tiny little euphoric sort of bump of a nice tobacco. Um, and everyone, and everyone in the hut applauds, and uh, the wives each take a puff, and he takes another puff, and he sets them down, and um, you know he more wine, more food, and um, yeah, this wine and food goes on for a while. All right. It is serious indulgence after so long a time without really good cooked food. Mm-hmm. So why don't you all give me a constitution check, please? Sweet. This is not going to be good for me. Oh, not 20. So that's, that's 21. So 21 for you? Today. <laughs> I have, I, as I have said time and again, I am a man who knows my limits. <laughs> so 21 for Aspen and... Yeah. Uh, seven. Seven. That's not the right die. I know. I'm, I can do this. Oh. Uh, 15 for me. Okay. What did you do? Dark One's own luck. And Jador. Is that a new thing? 
Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, I just haven't gotten to use it much. It's a mm. thing where, per short rest, I can basically, on any ability check, roll a d10 and add it. Nice. Okay, Jador. I'm assuming we had a short rest and since the whole... Yeah, you guys so. have been resting. The food is so good. And, uh, you know, that little hit from the pipe, and it's warm. That Calic, you pass right out. And they've got, like, nice, comfy yak <laughs> stuff <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Calic, you pass out, and Aelbard, you pass out, and Jador passes out. And I pass out? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh. You pass out, and Jador kind of passes out, and um, uh, Aspen, you get really, really sleepy. You want to cuddle up? You notice that the other uh, yaks are all kind of, everyone's kind of cuddling up on cushions. Um... Aspen has to take a pee. Aspen has to take a pee? So Aspen okay. is going to get up, and he's going real real soft and gentle, just just kind of make his way around and through the hut, and maybe he takes a real long curve on this way, to you know, because he had to go around some people, and so he takes his, you know, and he gets a real good... I want him to be, like, sneaking and also, like, looking around seeing if there's anything that, like, seems unusual for what, for what is going on. So are you leaving the hut to sneak around the village? Yeah, I'm gonna do that too. That's the, that's the end goal, is to get outside and then sneak around more. Well, the hut is as I described it. There's nothing else to be seen in the hut? Mm-mm. Okay, well, then I will sneak out of the Other than a, a of bunch of hut. yak folk who smell of yak. I will sneak out of the hut Give and me a try roll. to find where, where they pee. You know, they gotta have a place. A latrine. Yeah, and, and maybe it's over here by this hut. Um, so that's a 28. Okay. On my sneak. Okay, uh, you sneak out of the hut. I bet there's a lot of weird snoring happening. Where, where, do, you wanna, where do you wanna go? Well, I, well you're used to Calic snoring. Well, yeah, he's he's got this weird kind of gurgly snore. It's, it's very wet. I mean, that's on some level, it kind of is like you know, it's nice and calming. I'm actually speaking he... in elemental. You just don't know in your sleep. Yeah, I'm I'm speaking to myself. Nice. It's just like, oh. speak talker, nice. sleep talker. Oh. Um, so do any of the huts? Where did he? Where did the the chief come out of? The hut that you were just in. Well, I guess I just want to like. None of the huts were distinctive in any other way. They all look the same. They okay. all have the same design. Well, then I I guess I just go outside and pee, and then I'm going to sneak back in. <laughs> okay. That's good. Just keep an eye on us. Those yeah. of us that are best at <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you kind of sneak outside, and you kind of look around, and you don't... Nothing here looks weird. Your Everything mouth is looks poking me in the head, going... <laughs> you, you don't see anything. You see a bunch of other huts. And you see the airship kind of going off in the distance. Can I see... What's the wall like that's surrounding it? It's made of stone. Granite. You can see from here it's made of stone. Like super well-crafted stone? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You kind of walk around the corner of the hut and kind of a little bit like... I don't know where to pee. I don't know where to pee, so I'll just pee here. And as you walk back around to the front and you begin walking up the steps, you see uh, several yak folk come walking down out of the hut. And they're walking towards you with weapons drawn. Oh, no. Um, Roll initiative, Aspen. Oh, no. Oh, that's not good. 
Oh, that's not good. That's a seven. What have I done? I just had to pee. I didn't want to pee in your hut. I thought it was polite. That's your first action. I just had to pee, guys. I just had to pee. <laughs> yeah, you count five total. Okay, Yak Folk, he uh, is going to swing his greatsword at you. Okay. You're a lot less hospitable now. Yeah. They had just shown me where the pee jar was. <laughs> this wouldn't have been a problem. And he says something in a, a language you do not understand. And the others reply. Uh, he hits you. Ouch. And does 19 said, points of damage. They said, don't go them. The next yak warrior is going to attack. I'm going to die. And uh, hits you once for uh, 18 points of damage. Oh, yeah, they're going to kill me. And the next one attacks, hits you as well. Yep, I'm out. This blow is the butt of his greatsword. Yeah, obviously. And uh, knocks you out cold. Yep. You take 16 points of non-lethal damage. Yep. I'm guessing my little scout guy didn't see this. The little scout guy is trying to wake you up. <laughs> oh, no, so I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's kind of... But he's, he's having to be very careful about it because he doesn't want to call attention to himself. Because he's like... Wake up! Hello! Hello! Stupid human! Master should pick me. I won't fall asleep. (laughs) Yeah, so. Cutscene. The uh, yak warriors drag Aspen's body into the hut. And you see that um, all of the yak were playing at at being uh, sleepy. They are going about the process of taking every single thing you guys have. Mm. Your clothes, your weapons, your tools, going through your bags and stuff, everything. Leaving you naked. They then uh, put some chains around your wrists, and you are carried off into iron cages. Mm. The night passes, and um, you guys wake up. The sun comes piercing. Headache, a little bit. The sun's very bright. I definitely have a headache. Yes, <laughs> you definitely have a headache. When you open your eyes and you begin to look around, you notice that you uh, are naked in chains in an iron cage. Neither of you see the other, so you're all separate. Okay. I was just saying, I immediately grab the bars. and They're solid. Mm-hmm. Solid steel, like they're metal? or Yeah, solid metal. Okay. Solid metal. Are we, um... Malthus goes, ah! Are we just just parked somewhere? Yeah, you're uh, next to a hut. Okay. Are there, like, guards? Uh, You don't see any guards at the moment. No. And I say, uh, I look at the the, the gate, I'm guessing it's just a lock on the Mm -hmm. gate. Lock on the the gate to the the cage. The cage is just large enough for you and just small enough that it's a little slightly uncomfortable. Okay. I tell Malthus, go find me a way out of here. Ah! You shouldn't have had the pipe. Well, yes. <laughs> it's very clever. Hindsight, yes. It's very clever. We'll remember this one, right? Mm. We should get the pipe. <laughs> he scampers off. Okay. Um, is there anything else I want? Do we see anyone around? The the the. We're we're outside, right? Yeah, you're outside next to a hut. Okay, and we do we see anyone strolling around or anything? 
Not at the moment. Okay. You were literally woken up by the dawn. And you've sent uh, Malthus off to look for the stuff for a key or something, right? Yep. And I start to... Is there anything in the cage? Just empty? And we can't see And we are buck naked? <clears throat> buck naked. All right. And I'm just wearing some manacles with a chain. Yep. You got it. All right. I take the, the chain and I start kind of rapping on the the uh, okay. the cage saying, uh, there, there, must, there might have been a mistake. Okay. <laughs> um, remember, where are the valued guests? Also, I could use something to drink. I'm quite... Real dry tongue. I don't know what was in that pipe. <laughs> okay. It's occasionally like, hello. Ting, 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 ting. Uh, Calic, what are you going to do? Yeah, so I'm looking around the cage and I'm kind of looking for where the door is or. At the front, <clears throat> and there's a, a lock on it. Okay. Um, so I, I reach around the bar okay. and uh, stick my finger into the hole. Okay. And water. Exudes from my finger in the hole. <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna douche the lock. <laughs> well, you said it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, so water's gonna go in the hole quite a bit, actually. <laughs> and as that's going in, I'm going to freeze it, which should cause uh, all of that water to expand. How big is the cage? It's just big enough that it'll bar to sit or, or lay, but not big enough to stand in. The only one who could possibly be remotely comfortable in it would be you. Okay. Everyone else finds it uh, just just uncomfortably, just small enough to be uncomfortable. All right. Let's, uh, well, let's roll for that lock, see if it can withstand the water assault. And statistically wise, it's 20 gallons of water that exude. <laughs> so you're just flooding the region. Water spilling out of corners and cracks, and it's freezing in there, and yeah. Like an icy stream. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you do this, and as you do this, you, you hear the lock begin to creak and uh, begin to whine almost okay. under the pressure. About a minute later, you hear this snapping, cracking noise. And you see where the lock has been assembled that both sides of the faceplate, the faceplate on either side, have snapped away from the casing, uh, relieving the pressure. And from what you can see, it is frozen solid in there. Okay. Aspen. Uh, Aspen is... So where... So I can't see the others. Right. I'm just going to start shouting. Hey, let me out of here. All I had to do was pee. I don't understand. <laughs> We're water guests. Okay. So, ca- I didn't want to ruin your hut. So, Aelbard, you start making this noise, and as you're making this noise, Malfa says, Oh. I found your stuff. All your goodies. Oh. When we slice all their throats, Malthus, you get to eat the first one's eyeball. Mmm. <laughs> Squishy. <laughs> Bring me the necklace. Oh. Yes. Don't you. <laughs> you grimy. Mmm. <laughs> it's so pretty. I'll let you sleep with it for a night. <laughs> it's so pretty. 
you get the sense that he is now making his way towards you. Okay. So that's all going on in my head. And then, hello, hello. <laughs> kind pe- kind um, goat people could um... goat. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, both Aspen and Eobard, you get the attention of someone in the hut, and you see one of the yak folk warriors come down out of the hut, and uh, in common, he looks at you and says, "Eager to work, good." I say, um. Yeah, whatever in that pipe was was real strong. He unlocks your cage uh-huh. and um, he says, "Get out here!" Oh, it's open. The door's open. Mm-hmm. Oh, I stepped. So I was like, "It's a bit chilly." I mean, if I could, if I could get my clothes. He hands back. you a shovel. Oh, that's that's so nice. It's kind and of hard then to hold with these. pushes you forward. He says, "And I say, it's time to work." Is it just him? Yeah. And I and I turn around and I say, "That sounds like a great idea." If you could just see it in your heart to undo these chains. Okay. And then I cast Charm Person. Charm Person, all right. So give me a uh, wisdom save against a 16. Okay, uh, he makes it. He makes the check? Yep. (laughs) For that, you get to shovel the shit. I go, oh. And he shoves you in front of him and continues to shove you along in a certain direction. Um, Aspen, you're yelling, and um, you see an act warrior come out of the hut. He says, Ah, you're a lively one. And he unlocks uh, the cage. He says, Get out here. Um, I step out. And uh, he grabs you by your arm. Okay. And he begins walking you in a direction. What am I seeing as I'm walking? You see over out of the corner of your eye headed up towards where the crops are, you see a naked Eobard, and uh, you see that you are being walked over towards a pen. A pen? What's in the pen? In the pen, uh, you see goats. Are goats small creatures? Are goats small creatures? You know, I don't don't have any idea. I I would think so. They're definitely not not medium. medium. And he says, you're going to milk these. Get milking. Okay, sir. As you step into the pen, you see a dead elf naked. And it looks like it was just run through with a sword and left. Okay. Uh, can I speak with the goats as I'm milking them? <laughs> They're a small creature. It's an uh, awkward conversation. Your <laughs> <laughs> hands are so cold, it says. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today with your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. Find all of our episodes on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Tevya Schmidt. Chris Gergich, and Josh Heddle, along with all of our awesome patrons. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, but they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. 
To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next week, be the hero.